187? Yep. God, counter's all slimy. Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 187. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to continue the arc of the good vibes. We're going hard into the paint on some new sets. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole tons going down. We're back for a two-part set review on M20 and Jumpstart, the newest, most confusing, and exciting set we've seen in in quite a long time. We've got some people to thank. We've got some funny stories to tell, and a unique take, I feel, on some of the goings-on in the coming Magic the Gathering product release schedule. But before we do any of that, we have to thank our official sponsors, FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Ooh, very much so. Got an order in with them. Got some mystic sanctuaries coming for both altering and jamming in my land's deck. Probably going to be up to, uh, post-Icoria, probably going to be up to 70 lands in that bad boy. Dang, I have three orders from them. All are in the mail. None of them are at my house. Ooh, yeah. Remember, everybody, we've been saying it for the last couple weeks, Canada Post, a little bit delayed. I've been getting lots of messages about auction altar cards and commissioned altar cards coming they're just delayed, as are the Brando Alter Patreon sign-up cards. They've all been sent as far as we know. I've got a couple pending that I haven't sent to Brando yet for, uh, I guess, commissions. For, for making, yeah. <laughs> for making, yeah. But they are all sent if you pledged on Patreon in the month of April or May or the first kind of half of June. Yes. So... Or I guess the first week of June, because we've got a couple pending from last week. Yeah, I'm all caught up now. So they're in the mail. They're on their way. Uh, I really hope you like them. Oh, everybody does. Everybody will. Ah, cool. Everybody will. Yeah, probably get more Probably get more emails about Brando or, or, <laughs> or uh, like CCO DMs on the Twitter account about Brando alters than <laughs> anything else. <laughs> That's the best. So they're popular. They're one of the Patreon sign-up gifts, as is the... Discord channel where we've got quite a lively spoiler thread there now. It's like that's where I go to get input on preview cards. The thing that I, because I usually use one of the websites where they keep everything in like a specific order. So sometimes I have a hard time seeing what's new. But if I go to the Discord thing, it's like there it is. And everybody's talking shit about it. Yeah. So I I like it. I like it. Yeah. Big thanks to, I know FU Evan has been posting every time he sees a card, he's very up to date on Magic News. He posts some new stuff. So big thanks to FU Evan. Uh, Also, F him. Yeah. I hate that guy. Yeah. He does. He's such a fucking wiener, hey? Yeah. Uh, He's totally fine, I guess. <laughs> He's totally fine, I guess. Like our other new patrons today. Ooh, we've got some some increases, some returning patrons, and some new thanks. Oh wow! So funny nicknames. Funny nicknames. That's another benefit. We're getting right into it today because we've got a couple packed shows, and our spoiler shows are always like kind of spread out and just our take. And as we get closer and closer, and we're watching the time on the recording tick up, we're like, okay, next card, next card, next card. So <laughs> we want to get to it pretty quickly. Okay, first Patreon supporter, shout out, thank you, and of course... F you. Oh, 100%. Chase Beard. Hey. I don't remember his nickname because I sometimes I don't remember nicknames. Oh, yeah. Is he the bearded dragon? Can we just call him that? Maybe he is the beard. The beard? The beard. He's the beard on the dragon. It's all full of food and it's got like a family of birds living in it. Hell yeah. Gross. <laughs> Okay, Chase, thank you for the increased pledge. You know who has a beard now? 
Clayton. Really? He walked into the house the other day, and he just had, like, this full-on, like, not quite mountain man beard, but it was getting there. That is most excellent. And, like, I've never seen that man with that kind of facial hair before, and I was like, Burr! What? And it was, it was, it was a thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, quarantine's been rough on some people, it turns <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, I hate that guy. I hate that guy, too. Yeah, he sucks. You know what I saw on, on Facebook? Our friend Ben, F.U. Ben, like Big Ben. Sure. A memory he shared from 13 years ago. He didn't have a beard. What, what? the fuck? Yeah. What? I said to Rebecca, I was like, do you want to see Ben without a beard? And she was like, no. She was like, what? And I showed her and she's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't just a picture of Dan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. So anyways... Uh. I hate that guy too. I hate that guy. Yeah. Yeah. We got to have them all over. <laughs> Tell them how much we hate them all. <laughs> yeah. Brandon Hunter is our next patron. Thank you. He's a returning patron. So welcome back. Times are getting better for him, I guess. That's fabulous to hear both because he's back in the niche and because he's doing better. And that's what we want to hear for everybody. That's it. All right. Okay. First new patron. Thank you. Shout out and F you. And may I say, never trust a guy with two first names. Ever. This guy's name is two of the same name. <laughs> Motherfucking Dennis. Dennis. What? <laughs> There's. Wow, who? Did he want us to call him Double D? Because I love that. <laughs> well, we have to come up with a last name, too, because that's how it works. So Double D Linguist. Double D Linguist? Yeah. Double D Linguist. That sounds like a porn star name. It certainly does. Double D Linguist. I like Linquent better. Linquent? Yes. Delinquent. Sure. Double delinquent. Now, well, now it sounds like a rapper. Oh, yeah. Well, it's your choice, man. You want to be a, a mad rapper or a porn star. It's up to you. How about Double D Spready? Let's, let's thank the next person. I don't know why anybody <laughs> wants these. I really don't. <laughs> okay, last shout out of the day. Daniel Jackson, big F you DJ. This is like... This is like imposter DJ? Well, we already have an E-Jack. This could be D-Jack. D-Jack, Which yeah. also kind of sounds like a porn star name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah, we've moved on from cam girls to full-on porn star. It's like yeah. somebody saw you and they signed you. Yeah. <laughs> they like, signed you. Wow, they can put a whole wine glass in there and not break it. Ooh, sign them up. That is not what I want to be. <laughs> I'm not interested. Hey, man, if it's some kind of cam girl shit, like... Nothing's to stop you from asking for that, I assume. I suppose, yeah, if you've got enough coins. Yeah, it's like, here's some coins. Here's what I want to see. What, do they, like, what do they use on Twitch? What do you use on Twitch? Uh, bits? I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm not on Twitch. I'm not on Twitch either. Are cam girls on Twitch? I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't thi think so. We, cause I did watch one show on Twitch, and they got in trouble because a girl's outfit looked like underwear. It oh. wasn't underwear, but it looked like underwear. Oh, it's like those t-shirts that look like muscle shirts? Or sorta. like sweater vests? Sort of, yeah. Except it was like panties? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like leggings with like the underwear over top of oh, the leggings. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kind of like uh, Harley Quinn style? Yeah. And they're okay. like, you, you can't show underpants. And it's like, what the fuck? She was wearing pants. They were under overpants. Overpants. Get off my back, sensors. Get oh. off my underwear. <laughs> There's not even a skid mark. Oh, like shit. Burrito cam girl. Ooh. Should have skipped lunch today. 
Oh, well, that's probably enough dirty talk for yeah. the week. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome think, aboard, everyone. Yeah, we're going to do it again tomorrow when we take a couple <laughs> patrons. <laughs> Oh, well, that's fun. You know what? We we like that. And you know what? Just the, the, the legit, genuine joking conversation like that is a really good warm up for the rest of the show. It puts us in a good mood to have a, I'm going to say a positive take on the sets because we do like them. Absolutely. We do like them. We do like that Corset 21 is going to be like the normal price point. Hell yeah. Jumpstart, I haven't seen what any of the 20 card boosters are worth, but I'm going to assume they are, as far as like going from 15 to 20 card boosters, I'm going to assume that they are, you know, 20% more. Like the extra cards are kind of just basic lands for when you shuffle the packs together, right? Yeah, like we talked about this before the show started, where like if they do charge a premium... I don't know, like, it's been a long time since I drafted, but you draft a 40-card deck, you usually want 14 land in it, which means... 17 land. That's even worse. <laughs> That's even worse because they have to include the land in the pack. So, yeah, you're getting 20 cards, but at least seven of them are going to be basic land or land of some kind. And there isn't, like, a sick, rare land cycle. In Is, There's a really good common one, but... I can't confirm that because I just don't know. I haven't done the research. Like, I know that you get two 40-card packs. Uh, newsflash, we're talking about Jumpstart today. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> You get two 20-card packs, you shuffle them together, and you play. And the theme packs are stacked, essentially. You were asking about this before the game. I read that you crack a 20-card pack, and inside that 20-card pack, they're wrapped or sealed again to tell you what theme they are. Let's say it's cats. Let's say it's Phyrexians, pirates, vampires, unicorns, dinosaurs. Whatever it is, you are made aware of what that is. So, or zombies. Sure. You want zombie pirates? Zombie pirates. You want butt pirates? Butt pirates. Yeah. Don't Google that. No. You want cam girl pirates? Wait till next set. Yes. Mm -hmm. You you get the pirate one, and it's random. So your 20-card booster pack, you don't know what's in it. Oh, that was my next thing. So I was thinking, like, exactly. some of these packs are going to be so expensive, and some of them are not. Because some yes. of them are just worth more than other ones. And that's how you mitigate, like, um, the, the rat pre-con with the Umazawa's Jite in it. Right. You just make it random within the pack. So you want the Oracle Moldaya, buy a booster box because you'll probably get it. Yeah. Right? So you open up your 20-card pack. Oh, it's zombies. I'll buy another 20-card pack. Oh, it's pirates. I guess I'm pirate zombies today. Shuffle them up. You get cat unicorns. You, Damn it. Yeah, exactly. You get cat <laughs> unicorns. It's obviously Celestnia. I'm going to probably beat you. Yes. <laughs> and we just jam. I don't know if you have to add extra basics. Let us know on Twitter at CCO Podcast at CCO Brando if you have to add extra basics. Yeah, like I feel like you kind of don't, and that's why each of the themes have those really cool basics. Let's do it right now. What's your favorite basic? Just oh, real quick. dude, there are so many. So many of them are so awesome. My favorite one is the Witch's Swamp with the eyeball. Oh, I was going to say the eyeball swamp is cool. I freaking love that land. I I super do and I'm really glad it doesn't come in foil cuz now I don't have to buy a million of them. Yeah, I'm really glad they don't come in foil so I can do altered art versions. I'm thinking about doing a week of the Thursday auctions that's just like all the cards are jumpstart basic lands. Neat for auction because there's cool. The mountains are cool and they all are so visually different. Yeah. And so visually nothing like we've done before because they're not tied to any world. 
Yeah, they're just they're tied to a theme, which is cool. Yeah, there's a witch one. There's like a the graveyard swamps. Everybody like, kind of likes the graveyardy swamps. There's like a zombie one. There's a With goblin the big mountain hand on it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and there's that one too. Yeah, like there's some cool ass land. Oh in this yeah, thing. the island with the books. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, there's some cool land. So I guess that's our first good vibe of the week is we like the basics. I get excited about basics frequently in sets because I like the art. I like altering them. You like getting new foil basics that maybe thematically tie to your deck in some way. Hell yeah. So I think this, the basics in Jumpstart kind of service both of us in that regard. Aside from the fact that I can't get foils, which is... I don't know, man. That's hard. I I haven't played a non-foil basic in, I shit you not, 14 years. Oh, yeah? Not a single one. Wow. Not a <laughs> single one. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's cool. Well, you, who knows? Maybe maybe they'll put them... Maybe they'll be like the basics that come in whatever, like collector sure. boosters or some... Sure. Next year's Magic Fest lands or something. Ooh. That'd be cool, eh? They get that the little be... Magic Fest logo or whatever oh, Magic Fest are going to turn into if they don't kind of go back to Magic Fest. I hope they go back to Magic Fest. Oh, I do too. I love Magic Fest. Yeah, they're the fucking greatest. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They really are. So we're going to talk about the legendary Creech and the... Legendary Creech <laughs> from Jumpstart and Core Set 21. Yeah, there's a surprisingly small number, I think. Like, it feels like it's a small number, and I think a lot of them... Oh, you fucking guy. We're getting middle-fingered from yeah, no. another studio member. Oh, son of a bitch. Let's, let's push him out that window. Oh, man. I let's can't. not kill him. Let's just maim him. <laughs> just hurt him real bad. <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to. No, we're not going to do this. What were we saying? Oh, right, a surprisingly small number... As if these sets weren't designed to appeal to commander players. Oh yeah, here's Brando's first criticism. Here we come. No, this isn't. That's not even a criticism. You know what? Because it's it's aimed at me, and there's so many things in here just for me. I'm not mad. And and so many things in here that are not only just just for you, but also things that you like. Yeah. Which is weird because like, you don't like anything. <laughs> I know, right? Like I have this little itty bitty niche of things that I enjoy, and they're all here. So that's it. You've got dinosaurs. You've got commandies. You've got things rebranded as dogs. Yeah, I like dogs. I like goblins. I like all sorts of fun stuff. Hey, so. you know what? Yesterday's hint on the uh, CCO pre-show. Do you want to do the honors? Because this is kind of your card, and we were we went pretty deep on this before oh, the, the recording, so we could talk about it. This card is a fucking house. This is Brando Rock Hard Incarnate, oh, d- dude. I on it. Like I said it on Twitter. I will say it on this show. I am not even. I get in a. I get a fucking erection every time I think about this card. <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm not even kidding. And it is Muxus or Muxus, however you want to say it. Goblin Grandee. Grandee. So, so if you guess that, you're gonna win some prizes. Uh, and if you get one of these, you're probably gonna win some games. Yeah. Oh baby. Yeah, this is a good one. It it's even better in the forty card deck where. Probably every goblin in your deck is going to hit. Yeah. Well, do you, course, do you want to start with them? Let's start with them. This sure. is the first card we're going to review. Sure. Uh, Mux's Goblin Grandee is a 4 4 for red, red, 4. Uh, six cost Goblin that's, Noble. It's okay. When he comes into play, you look at the top six cards of your library. You put all goblin creature cards with converted mana cost five or less from among them into play. The rest go on the bottom of your library in a random order. And as if that wasn't enough, whenever he attacks, he gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each other goblin you control. Oh, you know what? 
when I, when we were doing the math, we didn't even take that into account. Yeah. We didn't even take that into account. That's like an extra 30 damage on top of what we said. Yeah. So if you get the trample goblin, then of course you get the trample goblin because it's going to allow you to kill another player Did as you, long as they're at 30 or less life. Well, no, he's your commander. Oh, he's your commander. Yeah. Like the, the, essentially what he says is if you have played him with a goblin recruiter, you win the game. So if you have goblin recruiters, hang on to those suckers because I think I'm not going to say they're going to spike up to a bazillion dollars, but. Maybe they're worth a buck. Okay, let's see if I got this right. Okay. Okay. First of all, first, six mana goblin commander. Ooh. Most likely, we're going to want a bunch of mana rocks. Sure. Yes, we, we're, we're going to. We're going to want the Sol Rings, the mana crypts, the mana vaults, the grim monoliths, the all the expensive shit so we can get this guy like on turn two yeah. or turn three. Hell six yeah. mana on turn three is like totally fine, even off of like mind stones and shit. Yeah, man. Right? Anything that's going to get you ahead. As long as two of them are red, you're good to go. Yeah, and on turn two or three, that's going to be your real life. Yeah, dude. Right? You even want you even want City of Traitors, which gives you two colorless. Shit, yeah. And, of course, Ancient Tomb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you start by doing all that. Yeah. You get your Goblin Recruiter. Right. You search for seven cards. Goblin Recruiter says search for any number of goblins, put them on top of your library in any order for two mana. Correct. You search for, let's see if I got this. Okay. Cranko. Yep. Because Cranko. Yeah, mob boss. Cranko mob boss, yes. Yep. Goblin chieftain. Yep. Goblin war chief. Yep. Those both give haste and one of them pumps. Yep. Okay, so one of them pumps is the important part and haste is the other important part. So when you get it at the same time as Cranko, you can immediately tap yeah. Cranko. You could also get a goblin king instead of a goblin war chief based on the situation you find yourself in. Yes, haste redundancy might be important. Yes, but plus one and or mountain walk is also important. Yes. Okay, so let's say chieftain and war chief because haste. Yes. Cranko, the one that gives battalion plus uh, one plus zero oh, and trample. What the hell is that card called? Legion loyalist. Legion loyalist because trample. Yes. And plus one if yeah, if and, we have to. And I think first strike also, and can't be blocked by tokens. Okay, that's because fine. of course for one. Yeah. So that's four. We want a Kiki Jiki Mirror Breaker, and we want a Conspicuous Snoop. That's six. That's six goblins. And you want a Siege Gang Commander also. And a Beetleback Chief. That's what we said. So that's yep. that's eight. You don't need the Beetleback Chief, so you could have seven on top, but eight is fine too because it's fine. Yeah. But if you have seven on top, you put the Kiki Jiki seventh from the top, and then you cast your Muxus. You get all six of what you put on top of your library onto the battlefield. Your your six goblins plus your Muxus plus your goblin recruiter is going to actually be 11 goblins. Yeah. If you didn't want a redundancy in haste and you wanted a beetleback chief, that's going to be 14 goblins. Several goblins. You can immediately tap Cranko to go up to 20... 26 goblins. 26 goblins. 26 goblins. They all have haste. They all have plus one or plus two or plus three power, and you can attack. Yeah, and they will have, like, trample and first strike and haste and all that good stuff. That's right. So if you've got three or four power goblins to the tune of, you know, 20-something, you're going to be doing 60 or 70 damage, plus Muxus gets plus 20, plus 20 or whatever. Yeah, so somebody's just going to get ended by Muxus and... 
everybody else probably just gets wrecked by the goblins. But wait. But wait, there's more. There's more. You've got a conspicuous snoop on the battlefield that has the activated abilities of all cards on the top of your library, which is now Kiki-Jiki because he was seventh from the top. That's right. You can tap your conspicuous snoop to make a copy of itself. No. Yep. You make a copy of itself, which comes into play untapped, and the copy is not legendary, but it still has Kiki-Jiki's ability. Oh, yeah, because Kiki-Jiki says you can't target it because you can't target legendary stuff but yeah. conspicuous snoop isn't legendary yeah so you make however many conspicuous snoops you make a million of them then with the last untapped one you copy your goblin recruiter again and you get rid of that kiki jiki because you don't need him no more and you put a mog fanatic on the top of your library and then you just sack your million snoops to kill everybody that is probably plan a but if you're Kiki Jiki gets shuffled or milled or what have you at instant speed, or your conspicuous snoop dies, you have your backup plan with haste redundancy to do 60 or 80 damage. The backup plan of kill everybody. That is so sick. Mukes is awesome. I love that card. I don't know if you can hear it, but rock hard. I'm just, I, I can't say enough good stuff about this card. All right, so that's my favorite one. Should we... Do you have a favorite one that you want to start with? I have the most favorite of favorites. <laughs> and furthermore, I have favorites. <laughs> oh, that's a throwback to the card. People are going to be able to guess what it is now. Oh, yeah, that's it. This is, read his name. His name is Shopvac the Grandiloquent. I was going to say Brovac. Brov. Bravac. Bruvac? I like Shopvac better. Shopvac. Yeah. Sounds like an altar. This is a legendary creature, 1-4. So he's going to be a better blocker than you think. <laughs> For blue, 2. So above rate as far as blockers are concerned. Because <laughs> he's got one power. Right. If an opponent would mill one or more cards, they mill twice that many instead. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, baby. And he just happens to be. A human advisor. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Straight into Pramacon Partitioners, baby. My favorite deck. Oh, man. What a... That's really all you can say about it. Mill is a thing that exists. And you know what? They they keyworded mill now, too. Which is cool. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. You know what? Everybody... Every single new player of all time ever, when talking to a player who says, oh, yeah, you just mill two or whatever, right? And they say, what's mill? It's never had an explanation on a card. Now it does. Excellent. Yeah, yeah there yeah. we go. The, the 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 furthering of the game. Yeah, so mill's a thing. This is great. It's an advisor. It's going to be a mill deck. It It's kind of an instant kill with Traumatize, which is just like mill half your library, then mill half your library mill again. twice that much. Uh, yeah. Your full library, uh, loser. <laughs> and it kind of also is an instant win if you have a lab maniac in play and then you traumatize your fucking self. <laughs> <laughs> you never traumatize yourself, have you? Have I ever? Of course I have. Oh, of course. Yeah, what, you, who do you think me you're talking too. to? <laughs> traumatize an EDH is only for traumatizing yourself, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> That's what it's. That's what it's there oh, for, man. dude. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so I, we talked about I think last week where I think mill is fun and yeah, it can be junky sometimes. But hey, they're giving it a leg up and they're putting it into a deck that I think a lot of people have been building or already have. So that's cool. Yeah, very much so. Let's move on to let's do the new legendaries and then we'll maybe skip back to some of the noteworthy reprints. And just for everybody's reference, we are on Scryfall. We've typed creature legendary, and jumpstart. 
Yeah, if you want to follow along at home. Yeah, and shout you know what? Shout out to any of the editors that offered to help us. If you guys want to get this audio file and start putting together a show for us to 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 see how it looks, feel free to contact us, or we'll maybe reach out to you guys because you are numerous. And uh, thanks for yeah. offering. Yeah, we appreciate the all of the people who have offered a helping hand for our totally incompetent asses. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> all right, next card is. Emil the Blessed. Yeah, my friend from Quebec, Emil. <laughs> With a vaguely phallic unicorn horn. Yeah, I know that there's like unicorn fan people out there and we shouldn't joke about I mean, yeah, fuck, we're going to. It's yeah, you they know where they are. Yeah. It's just why is it curved? Their horns aren't supposed to be curved. They're and always this is straight. why. Yeah, they're always straight for stabbing. That's what they're for. Give Unicorn it a horns are for stabbing. Just, Emil the Blast is a 4-4 four, four for white, white, 2. Legendary creature, Unicorn. 3, exile another target creature. You control them return to the battlefield under its owner's control. So you blink something. Or whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay 1 Celestian mana. That's green or white. If you do, put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on it. If it's a Unicorn, you put 2 counters on it instead. So this is our Unicorn tribal. Yes. I'm sure we've got Unicorns in white and green throughout the history of magic yes i know there's lots in white or a, a majority of them are in white yeah there's a few of them in green as well i can there's that one is it prized unicorn there's one that everything has to block it i think and there's there's a few of them oh yeah okay. there's one that all of your creatures come into play with a plus one plus one counter on it that's another oh, okay so it could be like selesnia unicorn plus one type deck yeah well it, it, it's a selesnia deck Oh, yeah. Basically, it's, yeah, it's another slash. You know deck. what? I do have to. You know, we we ragged on the art a little bit, but how about the photorealism in that? Oh hell yeah! The rest of the, except for that curved horn, which is just kind of vaguely not the best. Everything else about that is really. Cool. That's just a nice ass picture, hey. Some of these cards, like we don't know if they're gonna be in foil, but man, that'd be a nice foil. That'd be a nice foil. That'd be a nice ass foil card. Probably not as nice ass of a foil card as any as the Gale Force. Yeah, you know it's probably fine foil. This is the next in the long line of like monocolor, but has a uh, a hybrid in its text box. Yeah. So this is a four four legendary creature gin for blue blue three flying. You can do its activated ability is Azorius and two attacking creatures with flying get plus one plus one until end of turn whenever three or more creatures you control with flying attack each player gains control of a non-land permanent of your choice controlled by a player to their right this sounds like a nightmare this is a little bit tricky it's almost like Aminatu's ultimate yeah where you essentially you just pass around all of your permanents this would probably be fun. We like if if I did that ability or if I resolved that ability, I would choose my permanent and it would go to you. I would choose your permanent, it would go to FU Smitty. I would choose Smitty's, it would go to FU Aiden. Yeah. And I would choose Aiden's, it would come to me. So I make all the decisions if I resolve the ability, which is powerful. Yeah. I give you my shittiest non-land and I give everybody the least opportune thing and I take Aiden's best thing. Yeah, you can disable strategies that are hinging around a particular card. You can do all kinds of a damage with stuff like this. It's just, w can you imagine playing this in VDH? Oh yeah, there's there's cards. You can't even do it. Yeah, there's cards like this and like Gaunti that do not 
kind of bode well, send triplets that just don't bode well for VEDH. Soft ban, community ban for VEDH, I don't want to say that that's a thing, but people kind of just, it's an unwritten rule, no gaunties, no send triplets, right? It's yeah. just like, eh. What am I going to text message you if you gaunty me? Like, here's my cards, right? Yeah, it's it's silly. But yeah, she's, she's cool. I just... She'll be kind of a obnoxious, probably, but I think that she's good. I think she's fun, and we'll see some neat decks come out of her. Yeah, I think that this is going to go in the Aminatu deck, and I also think that it's important to make sure if you're playing the same color sleeves to get your cards back at the end of the game. Very important. Everybody's playing black fucking matte dragon shields or whatever. It's like, okay, make sure you get your things back. Yeah, man. How about uh, Kells the Fight Fixer? Oh, yeah, this is our next hybrid in its text box. This is a 4-3... Azra Warlock, so she's from the Battle Bond plane. Yes. That's where that creature type is from. You could tell that because she's called a fight fixer. Black, black, two, Azra Warlock, menace, means she can only be blocked by two or more creatures. Is that what that means? That is what it means. <laughs> Whenever you sacrifice a creature, you may pay Demir Hybrid. If you do, draw a card. This is a sneakily powerful card mm-hmm. because we be sacrificing creatures all the time. Oh, all the t- all day. Yeah, because I want to sacrifice them, or because you make me. As long as I've got mana open and in Demir, I'm going to have mana open because I want to hold up instant speed junk stuff. Yeah, yeah. But well, there's another ability you could pay one. Huh, sacrifice a creature. Oh, does Whoa. it all on the card? Yeah, Kel's Fight Fixer gains indestructible until end of turn. That's kind of whatever but yeah, they're sacking a dude so. she's a yeah she's gonna die she's like yeah no i'm just gonna essentially it's pay to regenerate draw a card but, yeah but it's better because you don't have to tap it yeah and if it dies again it doesn't die again because it's you know it's indestructible of course it is all right moving along we get what oh this is the low res card <laughs> that you couldn't read uh if anybody watched the pre-show, they'll know what we're talking about. Uh, Lena, selfless champion. That's, that's it. Yeah, is a three-three human knight for white, white four. When it comes into play, you create a one-one white soldier creature token for each non-token creature you control, and you can sack her and creatures you control with power less than hers gain indestructible until end of turn. This is an an in the ninety-nine knight yeah. type thing, right? She doubles your creatures, but she doubles the number of bodies you have. Yeah. She's a she's a haymaker in the Mardu Knights deck. That's what she is. Uh, I think that that's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. She's good, but she's not. I don't think she's going to be helming too many decks. Yeah, and I don't want to sweep the the first white commander under the rug because we're going to get to one that's like really actually pretty good and pretty prolific for white. So let's let's. Press on. Sure. So we'll go over... Well, I'm just going to mention Muxus again. Because... Yep. New. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, and then we'll go on to Naith of the Dire Hunt. Oh, yeah. I've seen some talk about this being a CEDH commandy. This is a 3-3 human warrior for green, green, two. Whenever one or more creatures you control fights or becomes blocked... Draw a card. Hell yeah. So when our creatures do stuff that we're going to do in a Gruel deck, because this has got a Gruel mana symbol in its text box, we're going to draw cards. Hell yeah. So that's cool. At the beginning of combat on your turn, on our turn, you may pay two and Gruel. If you do, double target creature's power until end of turn. Oh. 
And it has to be blocked this combat, if able. And it has to be blocked, yeah. So you're going to kill something and draw a card. So we're going to double a power, so that's like... Um... We're going to berserk something, right? Except yeah. we don't have to destroy it at the end of turn. You're gonna and then we're going to Xenagos something. Yeah, we're going to Xenagos something, then we're going to draw a card. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Th- that's a neat... It, it's kind of just gruely. It just does gruel things, but very powerful, not to be underestimated. I, I dig him. Yeah, it turns all of your creatures, or it turns this specific creature... What is their name? Naeth? 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 Naeth is a 3-3, so in CEDH... You can just pay, like, go to combat, pay three, comes a 6-3, kill the Timnas and the Thrasioses, and then draw a card. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And, like, take six. And take six is a yeah. good feeling. This is, like, gruel stacks. <laughs> just just in CEDH, though. I don't think a 6-3 a consistently kills things and doesn't die in regular EDH. No. But in CEDH, it's going to get all those pesky commanders, and it's going to get mana dorks, and it's going to get hinge points that strategies in CEDH that rely on creatures. It's going to get those creatures. Dig it. So, cool. Next up, we have Ormos, the Archive Keeper. Ooh, yeah. You take this one, because this one's a little bit strange. All right, it is a 5-5 Sphinx for blue-blue 4 with flying. If you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, instead, it gets 5 plus 1 plus 1 counters, and then it has blue-blue 1, discard 3 cards with different names, draw 5 cards. (laughs) So instead of winning the game... (laughs) So instead of winning the game, make it a (laughs) (laughs) 10-10. Well, no, because you discard three and then draw five. So if your thing's open, he turns into, what is it, a, a 30-30. Those draw fives are all one instance oh, of that's, draw. That's yeah. bullshit. And that triggers when you draw. It just sucks. Or actually, it doesn't even trigger. It's it's a replacement effect because it says instead. Oh, that's terrible. So, yeah, instead of drawing five, if that's what you do, you just make it a 10-10. That's but terrible. if you can activate that a couple times. <laughs> nah, it's awful. I hate it. Is that... Is that, that could be like a, you could f- fucking traumatize yourself and then go Voltron. <laughs> There's virtually no situation in which I can see this card actually being good. Oh, yeah. Honestly. I like, don't know. Does it go in the mono blue deck that's looking to win with Lab Maniac and casual, but then this is your backup if your just, Lab Man gets exiled? Then just win with Lab Man or Jace, because this, this isn't going to, there's already three effects that do that. Yeah. And this one doesn't do that. This one's kill yourself and then hope no, but hope to God that Nobody none of the other this. three people will kill that on you because they will. You know what? I think this is for this is for the sadists who like Lab Man but don't want to be uh, that Lab Man guy. Yeah. You know what? I kind of like this card. <laughs> I appreciate what it's doing, but I think, like in the general sense, it's not good. In the CCO sense, awesome. You know what? This is the first in an experimental line. I bet you that they're seeing what do we got to do to make people who like that lab man effect? What do we got to do to make them play that effect in not lab man? Is a 1010 for 6 that flies is that good? Are you going to play a 1010 for 6 with no library? <laughs> oh no, nobody's going to fucking play it. Are you going to play a 2020? They're going to make Galta <laughs> and then they're just going to say double its power because it's green. Double its power if you have no cards in your library. Whew. Right, and all of a sudden you've got a 24-24. Like, is that the card that we're going to play with no cards in our library? That <laughs> This is going to be a thing. Oh, man. Next up we have Sethron 
Herloon General. Oh, get your get your fucking didgeridoos, people. That card spikes huge every time. <laughs> that card spikes huge every time any legendary creature that says Minotaur is printed. Yep. Give this a read. All right. He is a 4-4 four, four for red, red 3. Whenever it or another non-token Minotaur enters the battlefield under your control, you can create a 2-3 red Minotaur creature token, and it has Rakdos in 2 meaning red or black, Minotaurs you control get plus one, plus zero, and gain menace and haste until end of turn. So you can just spam that and give your Minotaurs like plus four, plus zero. Sure. And menace and haste is multiple instances are redundant, so it doesn't matter. But that is a Minotaur tribal commander. It is. Yeah, and I believe we get another Minotaur Lord in Jumpstart proper. We'll co probably cover that tomorrow. Most likely. Okay, that's a cool one. We've got two more. And then we'll be off to Corset 21. Yeah, people were just creaming their jeans over this one, and I don't really get it. In Tiny Bones Trinket Thief. Yeah, we actually received a deck. CommanderCookout at gmail.com if you've got deck lists. Everybody, Hell yeah. Don't send them to our Twitter. Don't send them through Patreon Messenger. Send them to the email, please. Yes. <laughs> Tiny Bones. Why is its head on sideways? I don't know. Is that part of the? Is that part of what makes it cute? I feel like this is one of those things where, like, if you like it as much as people seem to like it, just get it tattooed on your leg and stop pretending like it's this amazing commander card. You know people have gotten CCO tattoos on their leg, hey? Fuck yeah, they yeah. have. <laughs> okay, well, Tiny Bones, Skeleton Rogue 1-2 for Black 1. So we've got a two-mana commandy. That's, it's relevant. It's 100% more mana than my commander, so... <laughs> yeah. Whatever. At the beginning of your... End step, if an opponent discarded a card this turn, you draw a card and lose one life. So we want people to discard stuff so we can draw stuff. Sure. Okay, we could pay red. Okay, we can pay black, black, four. Each opponent with no cards in hand loses 10 life. Ooh. Not irrelevant. Not irrelevant. No. You will definitely wreck that mono white player. Yeah, you know what I love? I love playing fucking bad discard spells like Mind Rot. Target player <laughs> discards three. I like playing good discard spells like Mind Twist. Or Him to Torak. Yeah, let's play all of those because those are relatively or exclusively not played in Commander. Sure. And then let's just jam the big black mana package and spam that six mana ability to make people lose 10 life at a time. Sure. That's the deck, unless you're playing some CEDH Black Stacks deck. Yeah. I feel like Wizards is doing a pretty good job in that that range. They're giving us something very underserviced in Commander, just like that Gruel one that doubles power than fights. Yeah. We're doubling power again, which people like to do in Casual Commander, but it also has this CEDH Stacks deck. And then Tiny Bones, same thing. We're doing something that's underserviced in Commander, but we can also build this Stacks deck if we want it to be more powerful and stacks i think for the upper echelons of the format is a welcome addition maybe cedh people tell me if i'm wrong spike feeders or whoever tell me i'm wrong yeah but if it's not a combo deck and that's trying to race to its turn whatever victory if we can do something that's fun and interactive and it's going to lengthen the game out to make cedh that more long game social experience like regular commander i think that is a a, a boon to kind of bridge the gap between the formats. Good take. Yeah, there it Solid is. Solid take. All right, last one of the new commandies from Jumpstart. We have Zerzoth Chaos Rider. This guy, 
has got a kind of a cool art too. He's riding that thing. He is. Don't Google that. No, give he, him a read. He's a two three for red two. He is the devil. He is a devil. Whatever. <laughs> Whenever an opponent draws their first card each turn, if it's not their turn, you create a one one red devil creature token with when this creature dies, it deals one damage to any target. And Whenever one or more devils you control attack, one or more players, you and those players each draw a card, then discard a card at random. So our opponents will be drawing on not their turn, because they draw when we attack. Because we're going to attack them with little devils. Then we get devils. Is that how that works? Yes. You attack with a devil, then you get a devil. Okay. It is a devil, so it triggers itself. It's neat. It is neat. I like that it has a tribal type of build. I like that we're going to have to play bad fucking cards. I love and playing bad cards. Most of the devils are bad cards. Are we going to put Tybalt in this deck? Of course you are. 100%. Absolutely. We're going to put both Tybalt's in this deck. Yeah, dude. I'm going to put five Tybalt's in this yeah, deck. Yeah, I'll cheat. I'll just play one of each art, Jesse, and it's going to be <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, is this guy the only devil commander proper? Yes. Discounting Morophone, of course. Him and... Who cares? This is the only devil. Yeah. He is the devil. Yeah. You're right. That's what I said. He's the fucking devil. Yeah, man. Okay. So that's the last one. Why don't you give us a quick run through of, I guess, notable reprints to legendary creatures. There's a few of them. Sure. We got Drana Liberator of Malakir. She's vampire. She's ally. She's fine. Sure. There's a Galta. I don't actually own a Galta, so I'm excited for that. Big dinosaur. Cool commander. Uh, but just kind of there. I was pumped to see Ghoul Caller Gisa, but I'm not sure if there's going to be foils. So that's my one major actual little pissy complaint about this set is there's a reprint of Ghoul Caller Gisa that I can't get in foil for my fucking commander deck. Well, you know what? If you can get me one, you know, with the fancy new legendary frame, maybe I'll get you an altar for your birthday. Oh, that'd be nice. Sweet. Okay, never mind. Complaint erased. Uh, with Isimara Hound of Conda. Conda? Easy for me to say. Been rebranded as a dog in line with the new hounds or dogs thing. That's whatever it is. Kira, great glass spinner. Another good reprint, a good card on the 99. Yeah, and kind of a few bucks too, hey? Yeah, so... I guess I guess um, Galta was a few bucks and yeah, Blue Collar was a few bucks. Yeah, there's lots of like five, six dollar reprints. Yep. Just bringing them into line. I like that. Machaeus the Lunark. Uh, probably not the Machaeus that we needed, but the one that we got. Um... It's cool to see him again. Yeah, that's like the Batman Machaeus. It's the one that we... It's the one that we have now. Yeah, yeah that's how that goes, but... Silvala was a big money card that's getting like a, a reprint. That's like a $40 card, So hey. super happy to see that get a reprint. I'm, I'm definitely going to pick up one of those. I couldn't justify it before, but good to see her back. Uh, Shieldred Whispering one, another high dollar card that's a good EDH staple. Lots of people want her. Now, hopefully, they'll be able to afford to play her. Yep, 100%. And, and last, there's Talaran Sky Summoner. I don't think anybody really wants to see him around anymore, and he wasn't a huge dollar value, I don't think, at any point. I think he, he'll go in the Merfolk or the Wizard Jumpstart pack, whatever that is. Yeah, and, and it's it's actually a good card in wait. Commander because it's going to give you like blocker value. That, yeah. And they fly, right? It gives you blockers for being the smartest magic player at the table. Mm, yes. Yeah. And that's that's that. So I think that the reprints at the legendary slot of Jumpstart are great. They're needed. They're going to do nothing but good for people who are just starting Commander or enfranchised players that just didn't want to shell out the big dollars for some cards that were underprinted. Agreed. So big ops to Wizards on that one. Let's move on to 
M21. Yeah, and we have, just to continue the reprint train, we've got another pseudo-big dollar card that's been reprinted in Azusa Lost But Seeking. This is our first commander of the Corset 2021, and we're on Scryfall again. Corset 21, legendary creatures. If yeah. you want to follow along or... or Make us a video. <laughs> yeah, the, the key to Azusa Lost But Seeking, and I said this with Wayward Sword Tooth, and I was right. I said it with Exploration, and I was right again. And I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to be right. So please listen to me. Buy your Azusas now, because as the time goes on, she's going to go back up, because these play extra land things are always going to be worth money, but they go down a fair bit when there's one in a current set. Yeah, as long as Magic and Commander as a format is growing, more people are going to get into the format. Azusa is arguably the best in-slot version of the Play Extra Land cards. She's legendary. She's a little bit tricky to find. She's going to go back up. I think she was seeing some play in some other formats for a while. So, yeah, she's going to go down from the 20 whatever dollars she's at to maybe 10 or 8 and she's going to tick back up. Maybe not to 20 or 25 or $29 like she was at this year, but she's going to go back up. And now she's being reprinted with the cool new art, but she'll also have the extended border and the foil extended border for all the, the people that are into that. Yeah, so, can I have a criticism now? Can I have a turn? Absolutely. Okay, so I'm looking at the promos and the set release and the extended borders and the showcases just as an example and you're gonna lose your fucking mind when you say this okay i'm 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 ready i'm i'm ready my body's ready ryan hit me with it hit me with it i just brought up all of the different printings just as an example for tefri master of time we're not talking about the proper cards in the set yet but there are fucking nine there are nine different printings of this card between regular showcase, alternate art, full border, and literally, like... But it looks like the same card eight times. Yeah, they're just color shifted a little bit, right? They're just color shifted. Those time waves around him are just color shifted. And you know how I know that they're not the same card, even though they look fucking exactly the same? So when you look at the collector number, 290, 291, 292, 293, 281... 277, 276, 275, and 75. What the hell? Are the collector numbers. If you are trying to be a completionist collecting everything in magic sets these days, you're an idiot and you're wasting money. Yes. And I, I hate to be demeaning to anybody who is doing that, but there are better things that you can be spending your money on. Donate to some charity. Like, people need your money these days. Don't spend money on nine fucking different Tefries. Yeah, don't support that crap. Like, I'm looking at it from farther away than Ryan is because his screen is in front of him and my eyes aren't the strongest. And it literally looks like eight cards that, that are, are identical. exactly the same and then an extended art one. I'm kind of disappointed with the showcase art in M21, to be honest with you. Yeah, there's no reason that it should exist. There's no theme. The set isn't tied to a plane. There's no story. And they're doing exactly what I just told people not to do. They're they're all the way in on special borders and different frames and art treatments. And while under normal circumstances, that's cool. The fairy tale ones from Eldraine were cool. Oh, yeah. The Greek statues from Theros were cool. The comic book and Godzilla cards from Ikoria were cool. Unreal cool. And a lot of those do demand, based on coolness factor and rarity, demand a higher price point because they're more desirable or they're only available in foil or only available in Japanese. Those are cool. 
I support buying those. I'm collecting some myself. Nine different, eight different Teferis with nearly identical art, but a different frame treatment. And a ninth one that has what would be considered the regular art or the same art from a different fucking angle. Get out of here. That's full border. Yeah, just get out of here. I just, I can't, I can't support it. And I love to find the positive side of the things that Wizards does when generally you're the one that's negative, <laughs> right? But that is my criticism for the set. I don't think people should be spending extra money on trying to get every Teferi or, or even special or, or even spending more money to get a special version of Teferi because the art is the same. Exactly the same. And I'm with you on that one. I had thought about that too, but I wasn't sure if we should bring it up because I didn't want to be that guy. Well, but here we are. I will carry the torch I, of that guy. I, I'm glad that you carried the the bricks for me because yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. All right. Well, yeah. let's get to speaking of time and Teleria. <laughs> to summarize everything we just said, Azusa is a great reprint, and I'm really happy she's back in the set. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I was going to move on to Baron Talarian Archmage. And we can totally do that. He's a human wizard 2-2 for blue-blue 1. When he enters the battlefield, return up to one target creature or planeswalker to his owner's hand. And at the beginning of your end step, if a permanent was put into your hand from the battlefield this turn, draw a card. Creature or planeswalker permanent to its owner's hand. I could bounce your creature or planeswalker to fuck with your loyalty or your creature. Yep. I could bounce something back to my hand to reset my loyalty or take advantage of an ETB trigger. And then I can draw a card at the end of turn if I bounce my own thing. Yes. You could save your own thing, sort of, and then I guess he can't. He doesn't have flash. He doesn't have flash. He sucks. Yeah, F this guy. <laughs> Play the original Baron from Urza's Saga. That was my very first EDH deck ever. <laughs> yeah, back in the days of Telerian Academy and Emrakul, baby. And I'd sacrifice my Emrakul to Baron to bounce a permanent, and then I'd get it back from my graveyard. <laughs> With my Talarian Academy mana, you know, you could just do that several times a turn and then just get all the Emrakul turns. Gross. Yeah, that's why all of those cards are banned. (laughs) (laughs) He's, I don't know, I'm vaguely underwhelmed by him as a commander. Yeah, I think, you know what, I've heard some talk that he might be good in standard for the reasons that I had said. He services the humans and wizard decks, and he can, he could head up that deck he is a modern interpretation of a character that was on Teleria so if you're building like a magic Urza Teleria themed deck I know that those exist sure yeah that's cool it's a neat one next up we have Gadrak the crown scourge yeah I love a good Gadrak (laughs) don't google that no also a card that people are talking about in standard which is cool because they're giving us legendary creatures and I think some of the reason they're legendary is to limit their number in standard, but as a side effect, we get fucking cool cards. Yeah. Give them a read. Gadrak the Crown Scourge is a 5-4 with flying. He's a dragon for red, too. Oh, wow. Woo, baby. I wonder how terrible the, ne- the rest of this card's going to oh, be. Oh, no, but it's not. <laughs> he can't attack unless you control four or more artifacts. Don't care. Sure. And at the beginning of your end step, create a treasure token, and that's the the sacking one, and you get it for each non-token creature that died this turn. Ooh. Kill some stuff, get some treasures, play some mana rocks. Wreck house. Beat face. Yeah, he flies. Be so cool if he had haste, but... Alas. Yeah, you could you could probably have four artifacts. Is it four? Yeah, four artifacts on turn three. That could probably be a thing in a red artifacty deck. Yep. And then you could just smash house for three mana with if it had haste. 
I'm going to play it in my um, Brutaclad and the Seven Inch Dwarves deck. Oh, yeah? Because he makes treasure tokens for when people block my big, beefy dwarves. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, throw your bro in front of that. Okay. Crush him. Trade it into a, turn it into a treasure token, which gets me another seven dwarf. Yes. There's so many cards in this set, Ryan. I am pumped. Uh, next up, we have Jol Rail Mulwavi Recluse. Cool art on this one. Joriel. This is a character from Mercadia, I think, right? Yes. Empress yep. of Beasts. Yep. Yep. She, and yeah. she was my first Stop Wrathing Me Jesse commander because he would play Wrath of God and I'd discard two cards to turn all of his land into dudes. <laughs> yeah, so good. <laughs> <laughs> a fine play. I will, I will just let you know. Thank you. It, it counters all fucking Wrath of Gods <laughs> as long as you have mana open and two cards in hand. Yes. Yeah. So this is an awesome upgrade to the art. Yes. You know what? I don't say this very often, but I would call this art fucking stunning. I'll go with that. This is a cool picture. There are so many layers and just the way that light kind of hits Joriel's right shoulder, but the light's coming from a different place on the Panthers, gives it some depth. There's some kind of temple behind. There's thick jungled trees, the posture, just her body. She's fucking hot. It's a good at it, It's so good. Give it a read. Look it up. All right, so she is a 1-2 for green 1. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, create a 2-2 two, two green cat creature token and green green 4 until end of turn creatures you control have base power toughness XX where X is the number of cards in your hand. So draw cards when you make cats? Did I read that right? Yes. No, you make cats to draw cards. Oh, yes. Or you draw cards to make cats. Draw cards, make cats. That's what you do. Draw cards, make cats, then use those cards to make cats big. Yes, if you draw two cards a turn, you're making cats. Yes. Okay. So baseline, we're going to like play the, the, the artifact package that draws us cards because that's janky. <laughs> that's how we're going to get cats. And then we make all of our cats into big bigs based on cards in hand. Cats. So if we have, if we have something that's a little bit bigger than we like Rishkar's expertise... And just have like fucking 90 cards in her hand. Yeah. I'm exaggerating. But yeah. like that number could be nine. It could be very high. And then you can pay six. Maybe the next turn because like Rishkar and then pay six is like yeah. lots of mana. But whatever. Just have seven or eight or nine cards in your hand when you activate this. Which is not unreasonable with Momentous Fall, Life's Legacy, Rishkar, Harmonize, sh- Shamanic Revelation. Yeah, not Harmonize though. F that card. Yeah. Yeah. F Dana yeah. Roach. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know why F him? Because he loves Manolith. Hashtag Dana Roach loves Manolith. Yes. Yeah. I almost I I got him to I got him to pick or say that he he would play Manolith on Commander Ad Populum, hey? Oh. If I I gave him the I gave him the ultimatum. It was either Manolith or or explosive vegetation. He picked Manolith. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is. He loves Manolith. It, proof. Yeah. We have we have it on tape. There it is. Uh, next up is a returning character that I think nobody really wanted to see again, but on a much finer card in Karavik the Spiteful. Oh yeah, much finer cuz people are going to love to play against this way more than Karavik the Merciless. <laughs> this is a 3/2 human warlock for black black 2 other creature get minus 1 minus 1. It's fine. So that's Knight of Souls betrayal. Yeah. On your commander. Yeah. I think that Two two kind of angles. The the black control deck that is aiming to just keep the board clear, a la Knight of Souls Betrayal and Kervik and things of that ilk. Or some kind of combo deck where we cast X1s and have them fucking immediately die. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, the uh, what's the one that makes your creatures cost two less, but 
gives all your creatures minus one, minus one. Uh, heartless summonings? Ha yes, heartless summonings. That was a combo deck like in standard of old, right? Yeah. Th this. <laughs> <laughs> in your command zone. I think it's fine. I think that what they've done to kind of balance a lot of these out is that's just black. So if you're going to use it as a commander, like it, it doesn't pigeonhole you, but it, it takes away some of your options. Uh, that's okay for yeah, and it's not bad. I'm just saying, like I think that they relegate it from being totally. Oh my god, I can't believe you're playing that. It's so oppressive. To that's annoying. Yeah, that's just, and and that's completely what that color does. And I would expect that color to do that. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that he's he's fine. And I like that it takes away options. I hate having options. Yeah, options I, are for the weak. Op options suck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right, a card people. Lots of people are talking about this one as the savior of mono white again. In Mangara the Diplomat. This isn't the savior of Mono White. Also so, another returning character we should mention. Yep. Th this is the start. It's happening. Two years ago, when we, three years ago, roughly two to three years ago, when we started complaining about fucking White sucking and no card draw, blah, blah, blah. Mark Rosewater's on the record now saying that card draw is too integral a part of the game to have White not have it as a, air quotes, disadvantage. And <laughs> we're going to start to see White getting cards as a means to disincentivize people to do stuff. This is going to probably lean the color of white away from taxing and stopping and saying no, a la things like containment priest and hate bears and blah, 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 into, hey, if you do this, I'm going to draw cards, which is going to be good because in a year or two, once we see four or five more sets or 10 in a year. <laughs> uh, by the end, by December. Yeah we're going to start to be able to run both of those and white is going to actually be able to fill up its hand based on things that we don't want our opponents to yeah. do. It's still not the most advantageous way of drawing cards, but yeah, it's it's a thing. I yeah, don't know. Give him a read. We didn't actually say what he does. Mangara the Diplomat is a 2-4 human cleric for white 3 with lifelink. Whenever an opponent attacks with creatures, if two or more of those creatures are attacking you and or planeswalkers you control, draw a card. Also, whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn, draw a card so that first thing will never trigger very rarely yeah, very rarely will that happen they will either attack nobody or they will attack somebody who doesn't have a mangara right but probably they'll just attack nobody if the people who don't have mangara like opponents two and four if they don't have a mangara but they have blockers no attacks will happen. Or they'll just punch your lips off with oh, their yeah. giant one. They'll, they'll one hit you for dude. one, hit you for one, hit you for one, and then hit you for fucking 100. Yeah. Or they'll hit you for four because you're not going to block with your Mangara. Yes. And you're just going to take four. Yeah. So get yeah. used to that. Yeah. And you know what? Mangara is not a 4-4, four, four, so if they are leaving themselves open, we can hit them back for two and gain life, gain our two life back. I'm, we sound like we're ragging on the card. Yeah. But it's, a, it's a great card. It's got another ability. Yeah. The whenever an opponent casts their second spell, each turn draw a card. This is mid to late game going to be huge. How often do you see like uh, creature creature after you know after a cultivate on yeah. four two drop two drop or yeah. mana rock and two drop creature mana dork yeah oh draw a card is he gonna be the is he gonna helm all the mono white decks no 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 is, he's a ninety nine card is he gonna be in the ninety nine of virtually every mono white deck could be. I, I bet he, he probably doesn't go in everyone, but he is a human, which is a relevant creature type. I wish he was an advisor, alas. <laughs> but you know what? Like, opponents casting two spells late game happens almost on every turn. So you could draw, you know, two to three cards per round of the table post turn six. 
Cool. And there's probably six or seven turns left in the game in casual EDH at that point. Yeah. He's right? he, he's cool. I like him. I, I don't know if I like White getting the card draw for reasons that I have been more than vocal on in lots of different venues, but I'm fine with this, and I think if people are gonna if people are happy to see it, cool. Yeah. You know what? All colors do need to draw cards. That is like I had say, said a minute ago, it is important in the game that cards can gain actual card advantage. That is important. Yeah. And one last thing about Mangara is whenever an opponent, so, you know, if you and Smitty cast like a spell each, I'm not going to draw cards. Yeah. You have to cast two and Smitty has to cast two. An opponent, one yeah. opponent has to cast two spells. Yes. All right, moving along, we have Nai. Naimbi esteemed speaker. Nyambi esteemed speaker. Nyambi. Nyambi. Sure. Sure. Legacy card? Maybe. Two mana. With flash. Flash. Uh-oh. She's a flasher. Okay, 2-1 flash for white, blue. When Nyambi esteemed speaker enters the battlefield, you may return another target creature you control to its owner's hand if you do gain life equal to that creature's mana cost. And then she's got white, blue, one, discard a legendary card, draw two cards. That's neat. So you can bounce your Baron in standard. And then if you have multiple Barons in your hand at that point, you can discard one of them at the same CMC as Baron and draw two. Why am I talking about standard? I don't know. I th In EDH, I think that she's another card that goes in the 99. She probably goes in your Primacon deck because you can bounce your Persistent Partitioners and gain three life. She's a speaker. She is a sp she's speaking in obviously some sort of political setting. Why is she a cleric? <laughs> Why isn't she an advisor? Because they've already given you the advisor, Ryan. She's a speaker. You she's only get literally one. advising. She's literally telling people stuff. No, she's not advising them. She's telling them. There's a difference, right? Oh, I was going to make a political joke, but I'm just going to... Yeah, we're going to... Move on. Arc of the good vibes. Yeah, it is. Let's move on to a good vibe that... I love seeing this this person. Every time she shows up, I get excited. It's Rada Heart of Keld. Yeah, this is a 3-3 three, three elf warrior for uh, red, green, one. That was the hardest mana cost to say. Yeah. As long as it's your turn, Rada Heart of Keld has first strike. Okay. Sure. So first strike when we attack. Okay. Yeah. You may look at the top card of your library at any time if it's... And you can play land cards from the top of your library. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's cool with the Azusa that we get in this set. Yep. You can pay green, red, four. Rata gets plus X, plus X until end of turn where X is the number of lands you control. Holy mother. She's going to get big. She's going right into Omnath. She's getting swall. That, 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 this girl is going directly into Omnath. What is she in Omnath on turn six? She like lets, a like a twelve twelve. Yeah, she's <laughs> fucking big. Oh man, and she lets me play lands off the top of my library. Not negligible. Yes, she is. She is good. I was thinking about this and the other two Rattas. No, there was this and something else that I was going to cut a couple cards out of my lands deck for just to get more of those extra land effects. This isn't one of those, but if I have. If I have an extra land effect and I'm like holding up a demonic tutor and a cyclonic rift in my hand because you know I'm that guy. Of course guy. you are, yeah. Yeah, fuck. I can just play lands off the top. Yeah. Kind of like the Oracle of Maldaya that we're getting. Woo! Woo, 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 woo. Yeah, she, she basically gives you an extra hype, like 
air quotes, it's like an extra card in your hand because you can play the top card of your library if it's a land. So Yeah, and the info of what your next draw is going to be if it's not a land. Or if it is a land and you've already played one. Because playing Gruul has always been about pre-planning. Uh, That's right. Okay. The, the smart man's colors. <laughs> red, green. <laughs> the smart man, if every tool is a hammer. Hey, man, when you're a nail... When everything in the planet is a nail, yes. I'm going to hit everything. There it is. <laughs> That's going to be Brando's next tattoo. You know, like those inspirational quote tattoos that people get on their shoulder in like fancy handwriting? Everything is a nail. <laughs> I'm the fucking hammer. <laughs> don't Google that. Do not. All right. Next up we have, I think, I don't know. I'm already tired of the memes. Yeah, I'm tired of Doggo and Good Boy Tribal. Yeah, and... like, this is a cool card, and I really like it, but... God, Rin and Sari inseparable. This is the buy a box promo. So if you're going to buy a box, this is what you're going to get. Cool. Cool. I'm sure it's available in some premium collector or something if we have those for, I don't even know. If yeah, we, who, who's we've got collector packs for this set, don't we? Yep. Okay, so this, you could get a regular one in collector packs if you don't like foils or you want me to alter it because I'm not real keen on altering foils. Just yeah, FYI. Yeah. Dog cat altars from fucking Nickelodeon. I'm sure I'm going to be requested. Anyways, yeah. this is Naya and one for a dog cat. Whenever you cast a dog, create a 1-1 one, one green cat token. Whenever you cast a cat, create a 1-1 one, one white dog. I think those are... Those should I think like those are backwards. I think the dog should be green and the cat should be white because we already have white cat tokens. Like, let's just... That's another token I have to have in my box. Oh, yeah. You know? That's fine. It's a small thing, but it is a thing. And I think that those things need to be respected. Like, we already have a 3-3 Minotaur. Why do we need a 2-3 Minotaur? Because they're afraid that they're going to turn into a 3-3. Fuck, just stop it. (laughs) Wizards doesn't cater anything to your demographic. Like, I have one, I have a token box that I keep. The tokens that my decks make. Yeah, and it's packed full. And it's full. And every set, like, uh, my Akoria decks haven't been built and put together yet, but I have the tokens, and there's a goddamn lot of them that have to fit in that box. <laughs> you need a second box. I need a second token box. I'm running out of room. Oh, man. You gotta you gotta start taking decks apart. Right? So I can fit all the tokens in them. Not Jesus to have Christ. less tokens, but to make room for all the tokens. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, you can also go Naya and Tap and Rin and Siri, whatever... Inseparable? Yep. Yeah. Rin and Sari inseparable deal damage equal to target. Rin and Sari inseparable deals damage to any target equal to the number of dogs you control. You gain life equal to the number of cats you control. So any target is cool. That's neat. You can make a bunch of tokens. You can, you know, play something that makes everything all creature types or whatever and get all the damage in life. And again, they had to backwards that one too because there's lots of cats because they've been printing cats consistently for the last couple of years. And so if they had the cats do damage, and the cats are the ones that are going to hurt you. Cats are assholes. Of the cats and dogs thing, there's just too many good cats. Yeah. Where like you just, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with with that. I'm fine with there being enough cats that they have to warp cards around how they build cats now because that means that the tribe is is growing up it's coming into its own it's supported and you can build cat decks that aren't all the same cool yeah and i'm sure in 
course at 21, of course, we're getting lots of dogs, but going forward, we're probably going to see a dog or two per set like we did with cats over the last few years. And we're going to move from the 50 some odd hounds that are now dogs to, you know, in a, in a year or two from now, we're going to have a hundred, yep. which is like um, a decent amount. Yeah, a well-supported tribe. Better than scarecrows. Yes. So let's move on to Sabira Tulziti Caravanir. Wow. What the? I don't know if you said any of those words correctly, but we're going to go with it. Sabrina, Sabrina the Teenage Caravaner. Sounds dirty. Sure. She's a 2-3 human shaman for red 2. Probably could be an advisor. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> She's got haste. You could pay 1. Another target creature with power 2 or less can't be blocked this turn. Sounds like it's going into Norin. Sounds like it should have been going into petition petitioners <laughs> tribal, and then when you give them all unblockable, and I at- attack with my coat of arms and my shared animosity just to fuck with people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you could also go red one tap, discard your hand. I'm oh. listening. Until end of turn, whenever a creature you control with power two or less deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. That's like small guy tribal. This would maybe go in the annex hardened in the forge token deck. It also goes in goblin decks. Yes. Yeah, this is a cool card. This, this is neat. I think that because What if we don't have any cards in our hand anyways? Exactly. Who fucking cares? Yeah, who gives a shit? And then just like draw 10 cards. Yeah. Cuz that's what that's what this does. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like this is a good card. It's it's worded in such a way that it doesn't allow us to activate the ability and then pump and then still draw. We still have to hit them with small things. Yes. Which is, it's fine. It's fine. Like, there's lots of decks that are going to do that, especially ones that include red because you have goblins. Lots of Naya decks have red in them because that's what makes them Naya decks. So if you're doing tokens with sapperlings or goblins or whatever. Soldiers. Elves even, soldiers. Yeah. You, she's a good card. Even cats in the Ren and Seri deck. Cats yeah. or dogs, the one ones. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I was thinking that's fine, like mid to early late game, like turns, you know, five to seven. And it's like, how many times am I going to need to do that if I swing with like, oh, here's my seven tokens. Even if you block one of them with your five, five, uh, I'm going to draw six off of two mana and my hand was already empty. And one How of many times card- am I going to have to draw six or seven? And one of those cards is going to be a fucking goblin recruiter and you're going to get fucking Mozgoos and you're going to just <laughs> wreck people's whole lives, Mos-goos. baby. Mozgoos, that's not even his name. <laughs> that's what I'm calling him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last card of the legendary set review. Vito, Thorn of the Dusk Rose. So I assume she, he is in some way related to your girl, Alenda. Pirate Alenda. Yes. Yeah. Those Dusk Rosies. Rosers. <laughs> it's a 1-3 Vamp Cleric for Black 2. Whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. And Black Black 3, creatures you control gain lifelink until end of turn. So that is Sanguine Bond on a three mana command zone sitting card. Fuck. So with Black's Tutors, baseline easy mode is all of Black's Tutors, including Grim Tutor, that's getting a reprint is $27 now instead of 200 Hell yeah. We can just go and find Exquisite Blood, also getting a reprint and jumpstart. Yes. Uh, yeah, those, those things are going to happen. Yes. It is up to us as players, as a community, to make sure that we're clear when we're playing things like that in casual EDH because that exact thing, early game mana rock, turn two or three veto, turn four exquisite blood is going to win games faster than casual commander expectations are going to want. 
Yes. So communicate effectively, everybody. And if you're not playing Exquisite Blood in your veto deck, please feel free to give out that information to people before the game starts. Agreed. Because otherwise, you're just going to get pub stomped. You're going to get you're going to get your Ooh. neck stepped on. Hundred percent. I'm when I sit down against my first veto deck, and people say it's not that veto deck. I'm going to fucking ranch that guy oh, like yeah. fifty times out of out of fifty. I'm going to wreck him hundred percent of the time until he can demonstrate consistently that it's not that deck. I will write down every single card that they play until I have seen a hundred different <laughs> cards. You could probably just ask him for his list. No, absolutely not. They will never win a game as long as I can help it until I have proven to myself that they're not playing. Yeah, that's, a, that's all a little bit hyperbolic. Like, we're not... Yeah, we'd never actually... No, we'd do that. I'd do that, actually. I probably would do that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't stomp a guy that many times in a row, but it's like, just be honest. Be honest that it's not going to be that deck, and I know that there's only one Exquisite Blood, and there are three or four or five different versions of Sanguine Bond at, you know, between three mana now and seven mana at Butcher of Malachar. So, like, that effect exists in mass plus tutors. Just, I don't know. Oh no, Butcher of Malachar is not that. Yeah, it's not it, that. That's, that's Grave Pact. That's Grave Pact, yeah. Blood, whatever. Blood Throne Vampire or whatever it is. Yeah, Blood it's, Throne Vampire. Yeah, it's the seven mana one. Whatever it is, Throne it exists. In any case, those are the legendary creatures from M20 and Jumpstart. M21. M21, I apologize, and Jumpstart. Overall, what do you think? I am extremely happy with the reprints that I saw. In both sets at the legendary slot, I love a lot of the commanders. Probably won't build a lot of them, but they're going to slot into decks. I love the build space. I like how non-goblins or non-typical things like that Subira are going to go into, you know, the Annex token deck or like the Naya token deck. I love where they fit into things I already know about and then the Rin and Seri are kind of going to be their own new thing the Kervec thing is going to give that mono black casual control deck a new thing so lots of stuff to be positive about uh, lots of stuff to look forward to in white drawing cards we're going to see another white card draw spell in M21 when we do the proper set review tomorrow which is uh, all welcome additions to the sea of magic cards that now exist agreed also moxes hell yeah moxes <laughs> that's what it's all about on today today's episode and we're gonna be back to talk about the best of the rest of these two sets on the next episode of commander cookout podcast hit our theme song brought to you by face to face games.com the canada's biggest magic store got there Woo!